Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 21, verses 1 through 12, called How Far Gone is the Night? You'll discover as you study the Old Testament that a lot of what you see in the new is quotations from the old. And this is indeed the case. Go to Revelation 18. That's the last book of the Bible. (laughs) I know you weren't wondering that. After these things, I saw another angel, Revelation 18.1, coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illumined with his glory. He cried out with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison of every unclean spirit, and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her what? What's the word? Immorality. That Greek word is pornea. And the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her. The merchants of the earth, which some see in here, the, the merchants, a picture of Tyre as well, which we'll study in the future. The merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people that you may not participate in her sins and that you may not receive of her plagues. For her sins have piled up, do you remember the Tower of Babel? As high as heaven. And God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back even as she has paid. Give back to her double according to her deeds in the cup which she has mixed. Mixed twice as much for her, to the degree that she glorified herself and lived sensuously, to the same degree give her torment and mourning, for she says in her heart, I sit as a queen. Remember I told you Babylonianism is the uh, genesis of the mother-son cult. And by the way, one of the um, false goddesses was called the queen of heaven. We'll read about that uh, later on. I sit as a queen, I'm not a widow, I will never see mourning, I'll never be judged. For this reason, in one day, her plagues will come, pestilence and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire. For the Lord God, who judges her, is strong. And the kings of the earth who committed acts of immorality and lived sensuously with her will weep and lament over her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment. Some people see in that maybe something uh, chemical in there. Saying, whoa, whoa, the great city Babylon, the strong city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And then it goes on to talk about the merchants who weep and and so forth. Uh, She is the one who has basically, she has passed her wares on to the world. She is a type of, of what has been seen way back from the book of Genesis. And uh, many who look at this go back to Isaiah. They don't see a literal Babylon here, although many people see, you know, what's happened in Iraq and stuff, and, and they, they are aware that um, 
who was the, who was the guy that fell in Iraq? Uh, Saddam. Saddam actually was rebuilding ancient Babylon. I don't know if you knew that. There's actually books with photographs where he was calling himself the second Nebuchadnezzar. And he was trying to recreate ancient Babylon. Well, that's, that's since uh, at least been destroyed in some part. But the point here is Babylon incorporates or symbolizes the world in rebellion to God. And one day that world is going to burn. And if you see the book of Revelation as encapsulating the day of the Lord, then you see that basically what's going to happen to Babylon is that it's going to burn in the judgment. Everything associated with its materialism, with its immorality, with its false religion is going to burn. And those who watch it and have been partakers of it, what do they do when they see it go down? Do they repent? No, they weep over it. (laughs) That's what we had in Babylon. And now the gods of Babylon are shattered. And what's left? When you trust in that and then it's destroyed, what do you have left? Right now, today, we could... Look at our nation and say, well, people are trusting in this or that. They're trusting in the economy. They're trusting in a world leader. They're trusting that somebody, somewhere in some room, is going to straighten things out for us. Pray tell. Who? Have you lived long enough to know that every human being that you're relying upon is not a good place to put your hope? I don't care who it is. I don't care if they belong to your political party or not. Humanity can only offer you so much because the problem with humanity is that we are human. We can't offer what a divine being can offer because each one of us is fallen. And the only way we will rise is if we come to know the God of the new Jerusalem, the shining city, the one that will outlast them all. You are citizens of that kingdom if you belong to him. The Babylonian kingdom is temporary. It will fall. It will crash. There's success there for a while. Certainly, the Revelation 18 language tells you that they've been selling stuff and they've been prosperous. It's been going good for a while. Somebody asked me a question on Sunday. They said, I have a relative who's part of a religion that's questionable, but they say it's working for them. And I said, oh, Well, that sounds quite familiar. I mean, pragmatism after all. What's pragmatism? It just basically means it works. Is pretty much the God of the United States anyway. If it works, then it must be true, right? So I said, I'll give you an analogy. What if I left here, I went to a local liquor store, I hold it up and I get $500 out of the register and I don't get caught. I have a good ski mask or whatever. This is on tape. I would never do that just to qualify. Illustration only. Right? So I get $500. Wow! That really works! Is pragmatism, does that mean that what I did was right? Does it mean what I did was true? No, all it means is that I benefited from it. I got $500. Pragmatism doesn't mean something is true. Just because it works doesn't mean it's true or right. You could pray to the devil for the next 80 years and he may put you on the top of the world. But if you forfeit your soul, what will you give in exchange for your soul? If you get, oh, you're not going to get that many years, right? I mean, how long can you be a superstar in this world? How long does it last? 
How many old TV shows do you see rerun and you go, oh, I kind of remember that actor or actress. They were around somewhere in the 90s. Isn't it weird to think that the 90s, some of the 90s was that long ago? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And you go, what happened to them? Or have you ever been on the Internet and there's that thing, where are they now or what do they look like now? And you remember them from that old TV show and then you click on the photo and you go, whoa! You can't imagine what's happened to that person. You thought they'd still look the same way that you remembered them. And did you know something else? It's happening to you, too. What? No. Yeah. There's an old photo of me sitting in an office at the house, and the boys come and look at it, and they say, Dad, that you? Man, your face looks kind of chiseled. And I said, yeah, that was me. That's really me. Hey. <laughs> That's me. Or it was me. See, this all is about what you put your hope in. Not pragmatism, but see, Babylon has fallen. The images of her gods, notice they are shattered. Oh, my thrush people. Look at verse 10. Notice God's heart. Am I afflicted of the threshing floor, separating of the wheat and the chaff? What I have heard from the Lord of hosts The God of Israel, this is Isaiah talking now, I make known to you. Oh, my afflicted ones, you could put it that way. This is a metaphor for coming judgment and probably pointed here at Judah. Now, I'm going to end with these last two verses and we're going to move into Edom, but we'll save the rest. The oracle concerning Edom. One keeps calling to me from Seir. This is a, a mountain in Edom. Watchman. How far gone is the night? Watchman, this is a voice coming from the land of Edom. How far gone is the night? How, how much longer will this go on? How, how long will it stay dark until there's light again? How far gone? I mean, there's a number of ways that you could take that. The oracle, um, other translations say concerning Duma. Some of you have Duma in your Bible. Duma means silence. And one writer says, Isaiah is playing on words for Edom or Dom and Duma. Why? He's saying God, in essence, to Duma or Edom has no word of hope. He has nothing but silence for Edom. Much like when Herod wanted to see Jesus, remember? I want to see him. Maybe he'll do something special for me. Maybe he'll do a trick or a miracle. And do you remember that Jesus never even said anything to Herod? He wouldn't even let Herod hear his voice. And so this voice cries out, how far gone? Do you remember the apostles asked Jesus after they had looked at the temple buildings? They asked him, when's your return? What will be the sign of your coming? How far gone is the night? Is it at this time that you'll restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus said, it's not for you to know the appointed times and seasons, which the Lord has put in place by his own providence. And then he says, but go and preach the gospel. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. How, how much longer will this go on? How, how long will it stay dark until there's light again? How far gone? I mean, there's a number of ways that you could take that. The oracle, um, other translations say concerning Duma. Some of you have Duma in your Bible. Duma means silence. And one writer says, Isaiah is playing on words for Edom or Dome and Duma. Why? He's saying God, in essence, to Duma or Edom has no word of hope. He has nothing but silence for Edom. Much like when Herod wanted to see Jesus, remember? I want to see him. Maybe he'll do something special for me. Maybe he'll do a trick or a miracle. And do you remember that Jesus never even said anything to Herod? He wouldn't even let Herod hear his voice. And so this voice cries out, how far gone? Do you remember the apostles asked Jesus after they had looked at the temple buildings They asked him, when's your return? What will be the sign of your coming? How far gone is the night? Is it at this time that you'll restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said, it's not for you to know the appointed times and seasons, which the Lord has put in place by his own providence. And then he says, but go and preach the gospel. That's what you can control right now. That's what you can do right now. You can tell people that are in darkness where to find light because the answer is, As someone calls, what is left in the night? What is left in the night? The watchman says, 12, morning comes, but also night. If you would inquire, inquire and come back again. The watchman responds to the inquirer, verse 11, but his answer is not crystal clear. Things still hang in the balance. God knows what's going to happen, but he is in his providence and his sovereignty not chosen to reveal it. The secret things belong to the Lord. So what is clear is that there will be some light. Look at the verse, morning comes, but there's also going to be night. Duma's future was grim because after Assyria came in and dominated them, Babylon would do the same. Edom typifies a world Swimming in uncertainty. Do you know uh, that a bunch of people go to mediums and they want to find out what their future is going to be? So they go, read my poem. What, what does it tell you? You know, flip over those cards. What, what can you tell me about my future? Where am I going? Where, where is this all headed? What can you tell me? Can you, can you read the stars? Can you tell me where the road's going to lead? And here the question is given to a prophet. How far gone is the night? And the watchman responds, morning comes but also night. 
there's a hovering and fearful uncertainty with the world. Now, I'm not going to leave you there. I'm going to take you to a final passage. Go to 1 Thessalonians, all the way into your New Testament. <clears throat> Do you know the answer to the question, how far gone is the night? Well, you don't have all the details. But like the old, uh, there was an old uh, janitor working at a seminary. And he would read his Bible all the time. And so some of the seminarians would say, hey, this old African-American gentleman, what are you reading there? And he'd say, I'm reading Revelation. And they'd say, Revelation? These are seminary students, right? Revelation is like far out there. You know, that's the last book you really tried to get a handle on, right? Revelation. You understand Revelation? Yes, I do. Well, what do you know about it? Jesus wins. That's what I know. I've read the end of the story. So 1 Thessalonians says now, verse five, chapter 5, verse 1, now, 1 Thessalonians 5, 1, right after the rapture, the famous rapture passage, now as to the times and the epics, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you. You yourselves know full well, 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, that the day of the Lord, that's the judgment of God, will come just like a thief in the night. Keep reading. While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly like birth pangs upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. But you, by contrast, brethren, are what? You are not in darkness that the day, and in context it's the day of the Lord, should overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of night nor of darkness. So then, let us not sleep, remember the watchman uh, metaphors, as others do. Let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do their sleeping at night. Those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day in contrast to the world, let us be sober having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope, here there's, there's our hope, of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad? Who died for us, that whether we are awake, whether we're living or asleep, whether we've died, we may live together with him. Therefore, in light of all that, that is said here, all that's true about the hope that we have, what should we be doing? Encourage one another and build up one another just as you also are doing. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for your word. Heavy, heavy messages coming from Isaiah. Heavy burdens, oracles that were heavy to him. They were hard for him to deal with, hard for him to uh, even pass along. I remember in Isaiah 6, he said, How long, O Lord? And you said, Till cities are devastated. And the list was not pretty. Isaiah's call was difficult. Keep on speaking to these people, saying to them, You will, you will hear, but you will not listen. You will see, but you will not see. Just difficult times for this prophet. And then we learn of Isaiah from 
some credible history that he, his, his thanks was he was sawn in two. But he brought forth a message of reality. And yet, as we've studied Isaiah, Lord, we know he always brings some light into it. We don't know how far gone the night is, Lord, but we know that you are pure light. In you, there is no darkness at all. We don't have to be fearful. Neither do we have to be afraid. We know who wins. We know who we belong to. We are sons of the light. We are not going to be overtaken by the day of the Lord, as the world will be. But while we're here, Lord, help us to encourage one another in the church. Help us to proclaim the hope to the lost of Christ. But help us to encourage the saints in the light that we belong to another kingdom, a kingdom that will never end, a kingdom that will descend from heaven, a new Jerusalem adorned as a bride for her husband, a kingdom that will be illumined by the light of the Lord, the light of the Lamb, a kingdom that will have no night. You've been listening to How Far Gone is the Night, Part 3 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 21, verses 1 through 12. And if you missed any part of today's program, you could listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we'd love to connect with our listeners, and that means you. You can email or send Pastor Michael and the team a letter. We love mail. You can get all the contact information at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. But our email address is contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And here's our mailing address. Are you ready? You can write Pastor Michael at P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. That's P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. The response of the watchman in Isaiah 21:12 is maybe a bit anticlimactic. He says, basically, the watchman says, morning comes, but also night. If you would inquire, inquire and come back again. You know, life is kind of that way, isn't it? We inquire, we seek the Lord, we, you know, we pound the gates of heaven, we, uh, we open our Bible to try to get a word and, and sometimes it comes, uh, you know, quickly and easily and we're like, oh, that's what I should do. And other times we inquire and uh, we watch and we wait and it's not always as clear as we'd like it to be. And I don't always understand that, to be quite candid with you. But I know God has timing and things that he wants us to do. And maybe sometimes I'm even praying the wrong prayer or asking the wrong question. That's always possible in my humanity. And that's why I need the discernment of the Holy Spirit and the help of of the Lord. And here's what I found more times than not, as I'm reading through my Bible, that's when the Lord allows the scripture to jump off the page or an answer to come in a place I maybe even least expected it. And he shows me what I need to know for that given moment. Well, this is Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. Hey, if you're new to the program, we're moving verse by verse through the book of Isaiah. Uh, many amazing chapters in this uh, 66-chapter book. Really one of the crown books of the Old Testament. But it's all good, as, as we know. And as we move through... We pray that you're being blessed, and uh, I want to encourage you, don't make Christian radio your church. Um, for some of you, you're shut in, and that's all you can do, and, and I pray it's a blessing to you. But I'm, I'm praying that for you, 
Christian radio programs like this are simply supplemental. Uh, they're icing on the cake. They Maybe they help you in your walk, but you do have a home church, I pray, where you are serving, where you are using your spiritual gifts, where you are fellowshipping and praying and loving and inviting people to and giving. There's so much uh, being, to being connected to a local body. And here we are on the verge of a weekend, and it's an op- another opportunity to honor the Lord's Day by gathering with his people. Hey, if you're looking for a home church in the city of Corona or you're anywhere uh, near the Inland Empire, we'd love for you to come and worship with us. If you're looking for a home church and you enjoy the teaching here on Walk in Truth, well, this is really the teaching that comes from the pulpit. Right now, we're moving through the book of Exodus on Sunday mornings, and uh, we also have a Wednesday night service. We'd love for you to come. The Sunday morning service is 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. And you can find out information and driving directions when you go to walkintruth.com, click on the church tab, walkintruth.com, and click on the church tab. I would love to meet you. So make sure that you uh, come out and, and meet us one of these Sundays and have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. And it helps us do our free apologetic events, too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us on Monday for Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 21, 13-17, called The Oracle About Arabia. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.